Good morning and welcome to a Saturday morning, January the 22nd edition of the Christian Underground News Network. I'm your host, Kurt Chamberlain, along with your co-host, Pastor Dick Chamberlain. And we are, as usual, delighted that you've decided to join us again today. Uh, we have a pretty interesting topic for you today. Um, it's one that all of us can relate to if we're human beings. And I mean, every one of us, uh, no matter what our station in life, we can re relate to this subject matter uh, today, uh, saved or unsaved. But the good news on this subject is that if we are saved, and we are, if you're saved, you have a little extra of what this subject matter is all about. And I'm going to let Pastor get into that. But before we do that, I wanted to make a couple of uh, quick announcements. We do, as you know, have a website operating now. And uh, the web address is whatsaysthescripture.com. That's whatsaysthescripture.com. You type that into your keyword search, and you'll go directly to our website and um, we've got some resources on there for you uh, to look at and to uh, uh, to enjoy. You can we have a couple of pastors booklets on there that you can that you can read right on the website. Uh, but the exciting new thing about it is that we now have uh, if you go right to our website in the toolbar on the home page, you'll see a little button says contact and we now have a contact link that you can click and uh, get directly in touch with us you can send us any message that you like be nice would you please <laughs> that's not too much to ask i know no well the reason we want we wanted to do that was so uh, you could have some input uh, some, if you have constructive criticism uh, if you've got ideas on topics that we haven't covered yet, right? Uh, if you've got a testimony that you'd like to share with us, uh, please do that. If we, you got saved as a result, especially if you got saved as a result of listening to one of our podcasts, we would love to hear that Absolutely. and be able to rejoice with you in that. And uh, uh, if you have questions that, that you'd like answered on on the air, send us those things. Hit that contact link on whatsaysthescripture.com. Address the question to whoever you want, whether it's me, whether it's Pastor, whether it's uh, Dr. J.B. Hickson or Lucas Doremus. It doesn't matter. Let us know who the question is for. We'll make sure they get it. And we may be able to answer it on air yep. if it's not too lengthy an answer. But, of course, you know us. We we. We really don't have a problem. We're, we're kind of long-winded. Uh, so, <laughs> but you don't mind that evidently because you, you're you here listening to us today. So thank you so much. Yes. Let us hear from you. We'd love to hear from you. Um, and one other note, uh, we just added another foreign country not too long ago. Uh, Jakarta, Indonesia is now listening to the Christian Underground News Network. And so we want to take this this time to also welcome our friends in Jakarta. Uh, we hope you're being blessed by what you hear. That was our 34th foreign country. That was our 34th foreign country registered as listening in. Absolutely. So uh, praise the Lord. We, 
we love to we love to share good news like that. So, Pastor, uh, I could teach a little on this subject too today, but I'm not as confident that I could <laughs> present it in in the same manner that you might be able to. That's uh, a sneaky way of introducing this so, topic. So, please. If you have any ideas about how I can be more confident, would you would you share that with me? Uh, I'll, I'll share with you the scriptures that that will tell you that. Oh, certainly do. Yeah. Okay. Is it is it is the microphone mine right now? The mic is only yours, sir. Oh, hallelujah! I thought you'd never get finished. Stop. Okay. <laughs> I was not confident that you'd ever get. Oh, it. just get to it. But man. we're going to talk about confidence. <laughs> we are really. And I'm going to take a few moments to introduce the subject, and uh, and you'll see why as we go along. Um, it was back in 1958 and 1959. That's a long time ago. I was I was not alive then. That's right. I was uh, I was playing varsity football, um, and I don't know how I did that, but uh, at uh, Western Illinois University in Macomb, Illinois. Never heard. I only played. I know it. I only played two seasons uh, for reasons I won't go into, but they were 1958, 1959. In 1958, we had a team that lost only one football game, and we lost it by one point. And in 1959, we went undefeated. You guys were pretty good. Yeah. Now, let me tell you a few things about that team. We had a great coaching staff to begin with. Um really a super coaching staff. Let me tell you how good it was. Three of the coaches on that college team went on to coach in the professional league. They were Lou Saban. Red Miller. Red Miller was another one. And Joel Collier was another one. Yeah. Yeah, Those three guys went on. Lou coached at the Boston Patriots. He was their very first coach. And also, also the the Buffalo Bills. Yeah. Red Miller coached the Broncos. And then later on, uh, Joel Collier, coached the Broncos they were and they were on our coaching staff great coaches had winning seasons in the professional ranks they were great and and by the way they had a good group of of talented football players to coach we 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 had great talent Uh, I'm not gonna boast and say I was but I was on the starting lineup as a defensive back and uh and uh I was Proud to be there and happy to be there. And my, our 1959 team went undefeated. We had on that team, on those two teams, four guys who went on to play professional football. Their names were Teddy Beck. He went with the Bears. Leroy Jackson, a high draft pick with the Washington Redskins. Larry Guerin, who went to play, had a nine-season career with the Boston Patriots. And Bill Zavadil. Uh, who, Bill Zavadil, yes, you heard that correctly, and he went on to, with with the Buffalo Bills, and uh, his uh, his uh, career was cut short by uh, some pretty serious injuries. So we had great coaches, we had great players. By the way, we had a great we had a great game plan. We always knew from our scouting reports what our enemy was going to do. By the way, it's that should be that way in Christianity. We should know who our enemy is yeah. and what he, how he works, and what his game plan is. That's for sure. So, so we always had a good game plan, 
And by the way, um, we, <laughs> it, it uh, we our, our we had a a game book, a plan, a, a game book called the the Bible. That was what we went by. We memorized it. Yeah, well, that's that's what we go by now. Yeah, and and as Christians, that's our that's our game book. We uh, our yeah, sure. And and so, uh, having said all of that, why wouldn't we have been confident, Curtis? We got great coaches. We had good players at every position. We had good reserves sitting on the bench. And, and you had all the elements for success. There. That's right. And we had, we, yeah. but the one attribute that we had on those teams from the coaching staff down to the players back, and back to the managers, the cheerleaders, everything we had confidence, confidence yeah. and why not? Yeah. Great coaches. Yeah. Good players. What's not to have confidence in a good game plan. Yeah. A good uh, playbook. Why? Of course, we we knew we could win, and we did. Yeah. Now, and our best attribute yeah. was confidence. confidence. How does that? How do we translate uh, real world, you know, secular confidence into the Christian life? Well, we got we got to go to the playbook, and which is the Word of God. Okay. And we're going to get to that right now. Okay. Now, here's some reasons. Well, and there's a long list of verses. Uh, hang with me, but we always we always deal with what says the Scripture. That's that's us. That's the way we do it. That's the way we do it. So, the first Scripture I want to go to is in the Old Testament, Isaiah. Well, I love the Book of Isaiah, don't you? The Gospel is yes, in Isaiah and everything. Isaiah chapter forty-three says this, verse 5. I want to direct your attention to verse 5. Curtis is turning there. Isaiah chapter 43, verse 5 says this, Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west, and I will say to the north, Give up and to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from afar, my daughters from the ends of the earth, even every one that is called by my name. Wow. Well, that, that was the Lord speaking to Israel. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But but by the way, the whole the Bible's for all of us. It is. Yeah. It is. But the key the key part of that that scripture passage is and, and by, not. And by the way, it. and by the way, he's bringing Israel back into the land. Oh, yeah. Even now, it's oh, not complete. No doubt about it. Well, we'll talk about that in a later podcast. Verse eleven uh, in Isaiah forty three says, "I even I am the Lord." And beside me, there is no other. I'm the head coach here. I created the whole shebang. I oversee all of it. Yep. yep. And yep. Then he goes, let's see. Let's go to, um, let's go to verse uh, uh, 15. Okay. Yep. Again, he says, I am the Lord, your holy one, the creator of Israel, your king. King. How's that for a head coach? You ought to have confidence in that. But there's more. Um, turn to Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. We'll go again. He's talking to Israel more than uh, the Church of Jesus Christ, but this, the Israel had to be believers. Matthew chapter 16, 
verse 18, uh, he, he's talking to, to uh, Simon Peter, and he said, I say also unto thee, thou art Peter. And upon this rock, pointing to himself, mm-hmm. I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against that. Do you believe the Lord Jesus Christ? I do. That verse gives me great confidence. How about Matthew chapter 28, verse 20? Mm-hmm. Yep. It's on the Great Commission. He said, let's, let's look at verse 19. He says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Folks, if that doesn't give you, dear believer, if that doesn't give you confidence, where are you going to get it? Luke chapter 21. Luke chapter 21. I love doing this. Luke chapter 21, verse 30, verse uh, 33. Let's turn there. Uh, you have to look at this in context. I'm just going to read the verse so you can look at the context later. It says this, but I have prayed for thee that thy faith shall fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. And he said unto him, Lord, I am ready to go with thee into the pri- into both into prison and to death. Now, isn't that amazing? Now, wait a minute. That is, Where were you just at? Luke 21. Luke 21. Oh, boy, I'm saying I'm in 22. Yeah. Okay, Luke 21. Wow. Thank you, Curtis. Yeah. What would I do without you? Don't answer that. (laughs) He says, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. That's right. And and so these these verses just exude confidence. Um, Look at James chapter 1. James chapter 1. We got to go back further into the Bible. And we're giving you time to turn there because we're taking time to turn there. James chapter 1, verse 2. James chapter 1, verse 2 says this. My brethren, count it all joy when you shall fall into diverse temptations. My brethren, count it all joy. I mean, when you fall into diverse temptations. Why is that? Knowing this. Yeah that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Oh, and it goes on and on. Let patience have her perfect work. He said in verse 5, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him, but let him ask in faith. Uh, On and on. This chapter just exudes confidence. Look at Philippians chapter 1. Philippians. Chapter 1, verse 6. Here's the Apostle Paul um, saying this. He said, um, grace, look, look, verse 2. Philippians 1, verse 2 says, Grace be unto you, and from the Lord Jesus Christ, I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, for you all making requests with joy for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident 
of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That teaches you about eternal security, mm -hmm. folks. Yep. If there's one verse that you can turn to that teaches you about eternal security, this is it. And Paul says, I'm confident of it. And you, believer, can be confident of it. Turn to 2 Corinthians, please. Or as Donald Trump would say, 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians? Is, did he say it that he way? Did. Okay. 2 Corinthians. <laughs> did, did, did Donald Trump read the Bible? Um, uh, no, I think somebody probably just put it in. Okay. <laughs> Pardon me. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Uh, let's read verses 6. Uh, let, let's start with verse 5. Now he that hath wrought us for the selfsame thing is God, and that's being saved, who has also given unto us the earnest or the down payment of the Spirit. Now we have the Holy Spirit living within us. If you read the, uh, the Gospel of John 15, 16, and so forth, and, and I think 14, those or chapters you, you call the Holy Spirit chapters. Romans chapter 8 talks all about the work of the Holy Spirit. My favorite chapter. Yeah. And then he says in, in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 6, he says, Therefore, why, why, therefore, why, therefore? Well, because we've got the Holy Spirit living in us. Right. And, and he says, Therefore, we are always confident always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord, for we walk by faith and not by sight. We are confident, there's that word again, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. So he's talking about uh, the present day in which we live. We need to be confident in that. And then we need to be confident that the Lord's coming to take us back into heaven. And so, there, the verses on confidence. Turn back to Psalm, please. The Psalm chapter, oh, 17, or excuse me, Psalm chapter 27. Boy, think David wasn't confident? Wow. David, a guy who was an adulterer at one time. He had moments where he wasn't. That's exactly right. But he says this in Psalm chapter 27. We'll read the first oh, five verses, Curtis. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? Mm. Wow. Mm. Later on in the Bible, it says, perfect love casteth out fear. First Corinthians 13. That's right. Yeah. He says, the Lord is my strength. Of, this is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? That's right. That sounds like he's confident. He says this, when the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Wow. Though a host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war should rise up against me, in this will I be confident mm -hmm. one thing 
have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. And there's going to be a come a time in the millennium when there's going to be a new temple and Jesus Christ will reign for a thousand years and we'll have access to the temple. And then there's going to be a new Jerusalem and we'll have access to that. My goodness, why wouldn't you be confident in this life? Yes, for sure. Verse 5, Psalm 27. For in the time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. Yep. In light of all that, he says, and now, what does he mean now? In this present life, he's talking about being confident. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round, round about me. Therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yea, will I sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice, have mercy also on me and answer me. He said, uh, when thou said, Seek ye my face, my heart said unto thee, Thy face, Lord, will I seek. Why? Because he was giving, he was being given confidence. I'm amazed at these things. You know, um, I, I, one of the best confidence chapters is in the Bible is in uh, New Testament, First uh, John. I'll tell you what, if anybody should have confidence, it should be the Apostle John. He wrote the Gospel of John, or penned the words. Of course, God dictated it, but but he used John, his beloved, uh, to write it. He also wrote three epistles to the, to the church. He also wrote, uh, penned the book of the Revelation. Wow. Man. One time he was leaning on Jesus' breast and was called the one whom Jesus loved. Here's John. Why would he not have confidence? Well, he really did. If you'll read uh, his epistle, at first, um, turn to First John. Oh, let's start with verse chapter two, shall we? By the way, First John chapter one talks about how uh, how uh, and two, he talks about how uh, God deals with our sin. But anyway, First um, John chapter 2, verse 28, he says, Now, little children, abide in him. That means to take up residence. What take verse up, are you in, Dan? First John chapter 2. Chapter 2, verse 28. Verse 28. Okay. Did not, did, I didn't say that. I'm sorry. No, sir. Okay. Um, and now, little children, abide in him. That, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. Wow. Listen, Jesus is coming again. Amen. He says he did. He said, if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be always. Wow. He said that. And 
John first in, in, in his first epistle, he's just uh, miming that, aping that. He's just repeating that. He knows that Jesus Christ is going to come again, and he wants you to know that also. Look at uh, look at First uh, John chapter three. Oh, I love this. Behold, we begin reading with verse one. Behold, what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. Wow. What kind of love is that? Curtis, you and I, and those of our listeners who are believers in Jesus Christ, are called the sons of God. Yeah, that's right. Wow. It says this, Therefore the world knoweth us not, because it knew him not. And so, by the way, you in this lost and dying world are, are weird to other people. Uh, yeah. Aren't we? Oh. We're strange critters, aren't we? Oh. Good. Yeah. To say the least. Yeah. And a lot of people don't want to have anything to do with us because, uh, you know, the old Pastor Dick will start talking about the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. At the drugstore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, and I'll, I wear T-shirts. One of, one of them you gave me, Curtis, and yeah. has Bible verses on it. And yes. people look at it and, and they raise their eyebrows and they kind of cringe a little bit. Is he going to talk about God? Yeah, he will. I'm not going to bore you with it. But, this, but see, we need to have confidence to be able to do that. And we have confidence because we have a great coach. God the Father, have a great teammate, and God the Holy Spirit, and we have a great testimony, Jesus Christ. That's right. Wow. What manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. And now it says this in verse chapter 3, verse 2. It says, Behold, now... We are the sons of God. The moment you believe, I'm going to give you some verses to write down and uh, with regard to the word now. Are you ready? I'm not going to turn to the verses. I'm going to give you the scripture references. Romans chapter 8, verse 1. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 13 and 19. Romans chapter 5, verse 9. Romans chapter 16, verses 15 and 16. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27. All impinge upon this verse. Behold, now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. That means, that means we're going to be changed. Yeah. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51 and following talks about the rapture of the church. It says we shall all be changed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll yeah. have a new body. We'll put on an incorruptible body. Well, that's exactly right. Now are we the sons of God? It doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know. And see, this is a word regarding confidence. What do we know? We know that when he shall appear, 
we shall be like him. <laughs> For we shall see him as, as he is. What is he now? Well, he's with God. We haven't seen what he is now. We're gonna. We know he's both man and God. At the same time. But do we know what he looks like right now? We no. have no idea. that, And we don't have any idea what we, we should look like. I think I'm going to look a lot better than I do now. What do you think, Kurt? Well, that, yeah, that wouldn't take much. Huh? Uh, well, well, wait a minute. With me either. <laughs> You you I, look you look a little bit like your dad I, and your I, grandpa. I do. Yeah, uh, you yeah. you really do. Yeah. So so I'm going to be glad that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is, folks. So like I take after you and grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna take after my heavenly father. When this life is over. Right. That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly what this means. <laughs> now, folks, this is a promise of God. If that doesn't give you confidence to live your life according to this book, then I don't know what's going to. So the first John, in first John, uh, for some reason, just exudes confidence. We're going to go through a couple of more verses. Uh, but, uh, uh, for this session, we're just about finished with uh, our time allotted, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. <laughs> 